Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Jake calls in for the mayor today. The mayor out and about. And, uh, no? You? What now? It's you. It's you. Do what now? You're here. I don't know. Do what now? Did I tell you guys about my battery story? We, uh... What we the told, hell happened to you? We told that story to Patrick on Friday. Yeah. Did you get a kick out oh, of it? Oh, well, we all did. We all did. Yeah, we all were... <laughs> so I hear this you. chirping. Yep. And I, I knew that that was a, uh, a battery in distress in one of the smoke detectors. Uh, nothing to mess with. And I, it took me a while to track it down. Uh, I'd set up a ladder and I'd go listen. Uh, no, it's not that one. Was no. it the middle of the night too? I had to go no, through no, that a couple no, weeks ago. No, an no. exciting day off, huh? No, middle of the morning. <laughs> okay. Had a lot to do. Yeah, a lot to do. Well, I got to get some stuff done. I so, guess that was part of the getting some stuff done. So I finally got it. I finally uh, found it. And I, I got the, it's a nine volt, uh, you know, one of those square babies. Familiar. And uh, put it in my pocket, uh, for purposes of reminding me at that some point that day to stop at the at Fratelloni's and get a battery, right? right. You notice the good plug, plan. I, plug yeah. I gave you? Yeah, yeah, I see a good Probably sponsor. paid more there for it than I should have. No, I love Fratelloni's hardware store. Of course store. you do. Plus, I'm a member, so maybe I didn't pay Yeah, more you got to give me a phone number. Uh, where was I? Battery. So you went, oh, so that I, was had your other thing, I had other things to do, and I had some other errands to run, uh, some of them resulting in... Uh, had to go to the bank. Yes, and uh, getting some change and putting change in my pocket. And so, you know, maybe two or three hours after I put the battery in my pocket, it's now sitting there with some change, I stopped at home for something, and all of a sudden, I thought, I'm having a stroke or something. My, what were you... My legs, my leg feels really hot, and I reached into my pocket, and I burned my hand to the touch of this battery. Really? So I quick, I got to take my, I got to take my trousers off. Right? Now you're inside your right. house. I'm in the house, but oh, okay. I'm dropping trowel, and then I flipped the battery out, and and scooped it up and ran out and threw it in the snow, thinking I don't know what, maybe that thing will blow up. And uh, so, oh, you aggressively threw it out, thinking it was gonna. I ran it outside. I got it out of there. And uh, my change is hot. I had to cool that off, you know. And and so I get to the hardware store. <clears throat> Hold on. Huh? So I put my pants back on. I was going to okay, ask good. if yeah, you were right. in Grunders when you uh, threw the pants outside. Yeah. No, I was in Grunders when I put the battery outside, but I remember to put the my pants back on so I could go to the store and get the damn new battery. <laughs> I wonder what your neighbors must think of you. Ah, nobody. No, they, you know, not not much anymore <laughs> by now. Yeah, they don't. Even, know. They don't even use it all up. They don't even bother anymore. Look at him now. I wonder what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's throwing standing a- out there in his drawer, throwing a battery <laughs> in a snowdrift. He's the, he's mocked. <laughs> so. So I get to, uh, I went to uh, Frat's place, and I'm getting to know most of the guys there. Right. And I said, you ever heard of this before? I said, I had this battery in my pocket, and it must have, uh, 
it must have acted with the change. And the guy said, yeah, it was discharging. And uh, But I thought it was debt. Well, maybe it wasn't completely debt. I guess not. Yeah. And so uh, I, I guess there's really no moral to the story other than I'm, I'm glad uh, the, the, uh, the, the fire, uh, as such as it was, revealed itself while I wasn't driving, at least. You know, I, right. be the old... Uh, you you know, look like Lebowski. Yeah, Lebowski's <laughs> trying to find a joint in his car. And he, I got a little change in my pocket. <laughs> going jingle, 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 jingle. Got to get out of my pocket before it starts on fire. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. There you have I saw that. We really, I mean, we went after you on, on a Friday. I don't blame you. you. I, I was... Uh, Laughing very hard because I could picture in my mind's eye you going through these tasks and um, what is this? What? Get, get Why am I on fire? <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, well, so it all worked out, huh? All right. Are you all snowed out? Let that be a cautionary tale. I that had never happened to me before. Moral of that story well, is don't yeah. mess with Uncle Joey. Yeah, but I, I know don't mess why. With Uncle Joey when he's changing a smoke detector. I, here, dummy. Yeah. I know why this doesn't happen to people. Well. I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because their smoke detectors are hardwired. No, no. Well, that this is hardwired, by the way. Why does it still need a battery? Uh, That just has a backup. Oh, but most people uh, will either have a a nine volt battery, which you described to me like I had never heard of a nine volt battery before (laughs) in my life. Right. Well, I am dealing with someone low on the NAC scale. Well, that's just true. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. But also, most people would just take it out and then. Remember to go. They they don't need to put it in their pocket oh, yeah. and go ching a lang a lang. Ching a lang a lang on a post-it note. Yeah, battery. And then in your car, you know, nine volt, nine volt Boom. battery. Right there, right on, there the, on the dash. And the list of post-it notes. Battery. <sighs> oh my god, yeah, your well, life, man. Yeah, well, your did, life. You, did you burn any? You know, sensitive. Yeah. Areas? Hey, what do you got? How's the swimsuit area? You didn't get there. It there, was did it? pretty close to the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's okay, boys. I got rid of it. Rook, imagine him having to go to the doctor and explain. Right. So how'd you do this? Yeah, uh, did, well, how'd you get these birds? Well, no, no, it no. all started with a smoke alarm. See, this reminds me. <laughs> uh, frequent emailer uh, Tom Gray writes. Yeah. Uh, just a minute. All right. A turtle that is only found in Queensland, Australia, the St. Mary's River turtle, has been placed on the endangered species list by the Zoological Society of London. You're wondering what this has to do with my battery story? Yeah. You're about to find out. The turtle not only has algae that grows on its head, making it look like a green-haired Don King, but it can breathe through its genitals. Whoa. Yes, it breathes through its genitals. Uh, It makes one wonder, under what circumstances would that come in handy? Uh, Good luck to us all, (laughs) and in case you're wondering, I still breathe through my nose and mouth. Well... I like turtles. I know you do. Okay, I just thought of a reason, or a, 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 a situation where it would be beneficial to that turtle to breathe through its genitals. It could have blown out the fire. It was so close to the genital area. That's there. See, I don't think so. Uh-huh. I yeah. don't th- it I, I switch think. Switch it over like this and go. Get out. Maybe a couple. Um, couple- I'm glad I can't breathe through mine. No, I don't either. I, right. Sometimes people wonder if I am. It's a heck of a stance. Right. Yeah. I'm glad I can't. It's quite a... Um, a few people have called wondering I'm if sure. this... Well, 
Some things we can't see in the air. Uh, a, a few people have called wondering if this directly now will affect your own NAC scale. I, I don't think so. Were you aware that this could happen? I was not. Were you aware, Rook? I had no idea. Uh, now that I think of it, uh, okay, it seems, yeah, I mean, it seems legitimate that you could, but. Have you ever licked the yes, uh, a nine course. volt battery? Uh, sure. I can, I can uh, taste yeah, it right now. Yeah. So it stands to reason that I guess if it gets the right application of some metallic substance, it would discharge. And that's what happened. And the, now we know why on the package it says warning. Yeah. Do not put in pocket. Don't carry right, one of these coins. around if you're going to go to Dude, the store. Right. That's warning number 11. Mm-hmm. Well, you get those callers, and then uh, we'll figure out uh, where to take this uh, from here. All right. Proclamation. What's your problem? Wait a minute, just a minute. Oh. Phones, please. Uh, Larry? Good afternoon, Joe. Hi. You know, you could have carried almost any other battery in your pocket and that wouldn't have happened, but you know that little square battery that you were describing? That Nine volt. Two pole switch. In, yep. my, in my day, we used to call them the transistor battery. Right. Well, those two posts are very close together, Joe. Yes. So your pocket full of wheat pennies is going to short them out. Well, see, I didn't know that. Well, does, that, does that ruin my neck scale? Well, it doesn't do it any good. It doesn't help it, does it? No, it sure doesn't, Joe. Wow. Take care. All right, thank you. <laughs> Check this out. You know, after listening to the turtle story, uh, I, I got to check this out. You mean to tell me that if the mayor had broken wind, he could have put out the fire? <laughs> <laughs> or <Basically>. blown up. <laughs> Hey, uh, Joe, quickly, can I give you a little update on Saturday postal delivery? Sure. We were uh, called off the street about 2.30, 3 o'clock, which is, you know, most of the mail got out, but uh, I'm talking to my supervisor, because, of course, at the time, I'm, I'm inside the, the heated condo, and uh, I said, uh, I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come down for a while. I keep delivering. Yep. Well, you were right. The heavy stuff kept coming. That's it. Oh, my God. That's a hell of a story, Ingie. Goodbye. See, hang on. Again, uh, Ingie, I know he's not there, but once again, one too many. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, one. One line. It's always the add-ons that get him into trouble. It does. The add-ons. He had fun. That that was funny, this first thing, but then to keep going. Okay, I'm going to make my proclamation. What's your proclamation? And I'm, I'm attempting to do it without hyperbole, exaggeration, what have you. Okay. I would say, with the exception of the 1991 Halloween blizzard, uh, the driveway hump challenge yesterday was the the greatest I have experienced since 91. Okay. Uh, the trucks came through in the night. Yep. And it was an, a good hour and a half of, of forcing my way through that. I didn't even go end to end, which I'm embarrassed by. Okay, but I did go wide enough, comfortably wide enough, to get, to a, get a get a vehicle out. But it it had turned to ice, mm-hmm. and so the only thing you could do you got to make one path through with the snowblower. Right, that took a long time. Mm-hmm. 
once you make the one path through, then you can start to go after it just by maybe trying to slicing, do it, slicing two or three inches at a time. Right. right? It was. Uh, I'm aching. I'm telling you, I'm aching all over. I uh, I woke up and I was I was kind of hurting today. We went in shifts all day yesterday. Yeah. Well, I have nobody to shift with. Uh, my buddy next door doesn't have a snowblower, but he walks over and he's helping me clear the hump. So I said, well, here, the minute I'm done, just take the snowblower and do your place, which he did. Right. Uh, and I... I'm uh, hurting, man. I'm that, that was a... And I'm glad we got the record. Yeah, if we're going to get that close... Go big or go home. Uh, we can now be part of it and we got the record. Yep. And people... Uh, I had to, to run some errands uh, during the, the snow and... I would say people were pretty smart. Even the pickup driving guys that go 70 were cautiously mm-hmm. uh, slowing down and letting uh, 494 traffic go 40 miles an hour. I'm going to say something very rare for me. I don't know how it worked out in Minneapolis, but I thought the St. Paul plows were crackerjack. I'm serious. They got out there? They got out there. Um, I, I wasn't there yesterday, so I did, can't experience it, but mm-hmm. from my drive-in today... Through you know Fairview Avenue all the way down to University was mm-hmm. it's a little bumpy in spots, but well, you can't, the side streets you can't were, fault anybody no. for that. Those are the ice clumps. Yeah, the uh, the side streets seem to have been. If the sun had stayed out today, you'd notice a mark uh, a market. Uh, you'd notice a big difference. What the hell word was I trying to say? A marketably. No. no I, if the sun had stayed out today, you'd notice a big difference by the time you went home today. But the sun is gone again. It's cold. Yeah. It's, and you know what? What are we going to get? A couple more inches? Three, four Wednesday, inches? Wednesday, another three? That's what I hear. Well, we'll have to leave it up to our sealed meteorologist, Dave Dahl, who will give us the uh, the most accurate forecast that he can predict. Okay, I'm getting a text from a sister. Okay. Is uh, it uh, is it weather-worthy? Yeah, her daughter t- had 40 inches to brush off her car out in the Hugo area. Wow. 40 inches? What is that? Three and a half? 12, 24, 36? Wow. Okay. Uh, so in any event, it was a whopper. It was a true whopper. And uh, the only thing you could do was embrace it. Oh. I mean, well, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't sit there and say, oh, what's the temperature supposed to be? I had a a 17-year-old. And if you think this is a result, all you people in Diversityville, Liberal Lakes, and Euphoria, if you're going to try to sell me this on your climate change BS, A, the climate's always changed, right. always will, always has. Uh, well, then explain 1983 to me. That's 35 years ago. Climate's going to do whatever the hell it wants to. 35 years ago is the record we beat. And 30. we just barely beat it. Right. 14.9. Well, and I think we have some a lot of confused tulips right now mm-hmm. that are going, wait a minute, how come I can't break through? I read in Charlie Walter's column that the average opening date for public golf courses oh, yeah. in the Twin Cities in the last 50 years has been April 10th. I saw that yesterday. Well, we're looking at May 10th, aren't we? Maybe? Well, yeah, because the I mean the ground has to unfreeze mm-hmm. and we then call saturated, that thaw. 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 Uh, it's going to be a saturation point because there's so much water. You're never going to be able to rake. The guys at you know Pro Turf and Fratellonis and Gertens and all these guys that are trying to get their uh, uh, grass ready, they, there's nothing you can do right now. Obviously, say uh, I'd like to get my uh, President Trump commentary out of the way. 
God, we sent some stuff into Syria. Yeah, we haven't been on for the last couple of days. I think the behavior of Comey is disagreeable. Uh, he doesn't pass the smell test? No. I, I'm not a Trump guy. I find him disagreeable. Uh, he's a lout. He's a personally, I think, not a man of much character. I, I didn't vote for him, I, but I'm at peace with the fact that he's president, unlike many people in my family, which I think is a waste <laughs> of time to worry about. It. Right. Just get behind him and go. But you know what, Comey? You're a little self-serving here. You, you got this book coming out. And you sit down with the heartfelt interview with George Stephanopoulos. Surprise, I didn't watch surprise. the 60 Minutes thing. And, you know, George breathlessly says, do you think there could be uh, uh, connections to Russia? And Comey says, you know, it's possible. Hey, Comey, bleep you. You are the one privy. As a head of the FBI, no one would have been more privy to secrets than you. Right. So you either know or you don't know. And if you don't know, then you gave the wrong answer. The correct answer, if you don't know, Comey, then the correct answer would be, uh, George, I'm not going to answer that question because I don't have enough information. Right. Or, Comey, uh, put on your big pants, and if you got the information, tell us what it is. Right. He did neither. He did neither. And he drags up this... Are we... For my money, this preposterous story, which has been widely discredited, of Trump engaged with some Russian women of ill yeah. repute and some hygiene uh, activity that I find impossible to believe because hump, uh, Trump's a, gene, a germ freak. He's a germ freak. He buys food at McDonald's because he knows nobody will touch it. <laughs> Are we to believe, are we to think that uh, he's going to give Russia the keys to the House? No, I, I just think that we're, we have been poorly served by Comey's self-serving efforts to cash in. And he's cashing in in the midst of a Mueller investigation. Uh, he sounds terribly, terribly self-serving. I, I uh, you know, to sit there and say of a sitting president... You know, George, it's possible he's got ties to Russia. It's possible. No, Comey, you either know or you don't. Right. You can't hide behind any other uh, dynamic than that. You were the guy. You had the secrets. I don't have them. You had them. So don't give us your BS about your sanctimonious BS about, I don't think the guy's morally fit to be president. Are you morally fit to be an ex-FBI guy when you're cashing in during an investigation? Hmm. Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number 3. is our custom. We can't leave a caller waiting through the news. Tom, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe, I, can, I don't like Comey either, but I think you're way off base thinking that he's going to come out and tell something to George Stephanopoulos. It's Mueller who's running the, uh, the show. So he's not going to say anything until Mueller comes out. All right, thank you. Thanks. Where's Height? He's here. He's he in the just, house. He was he? just running, the, uh, running a little bit late today. And it's against... It's, it's a... 
It's not common to read somebody else's newscast. If you've prepared it, it's yours. You've, you own right. it. Yeah, you this own it. This is my work. And I'm sure John would not want to insult <laughs> Reavers, the... Uh, yeah, Reavers. This is my work. Right. The words that have craft. been clearly... Clearly. Cleverly and clearly, clearly crafted. Clav. All right, too many C's. Here's Reavers. Thank you, Joe. Mikhail Granlin and Eric Stahl each had a goal and an assist leading the way for the Wild in a 6-2 victory over the Winnipeg Jets. Why can't they use it every night? Yesterday. Devin Dubnik also stopped. I don't know what to make of this club. Judd had a fascinating stat. Aren't they 1-15 in 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 the first two games in the last 100 years or whatever it is? Since 2013. In the, what do we call it, the Parise uh, Suter Mm-hmm. Uh, regime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doobie stopped 29 of 31 shots with another solid performance in net. Game four will be played Tuesday night at the XL Energy Center. You know, I bet every kid who would take, well, they all did. I owe them all money. Uh, I said the Timberwolves would win last night. I came pretty damn close. Yeah, you did. Uh, James Harden, the likely league MVP, scored 25 of his 44 points in the game's final 18 minutes, along with seven three-pointers as the Rockets beat the Wolves in their first playoff opener uh, 104-101 last night in what, Houston. What, they have nothing to lose. Unlike the Wild, they have no expectations. They're loose as a goose. Mm-hmm. They're going to win a couple games in this series, I bet. Yeah, now Houston's, uh, uh, they're on the run. Well, everybody said it's going to be 4-0. I don't think it will be. I, no, I, I, I will so. still take that bet right. if you're willing right. to. Be a little festive here, though, won't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, game two in Houston will be played Wednesday night at 8.30. Uh, The Twins were snowed out in their three games over the weekend against the White Sox at Target Field. They are currently in Puerto Rico to play the Indians tomorrow on Wednesday. Now, here's the makeup day, so pay attention, Rook. Yep. The Friday game, April 13th, will be part of a straight doubleheader on Tuesday, June 5th. The second game will start approximately 30 minutes after the first game finishes. The Saturday game will be part of a split doubleheader on Friday, September 28th. And the game yesterday, the Sunday game, will be uh, made up Monday, August 20th, which was an off day for the Twins. Uh, The fans that do hold tickets to the April 14th and April 15th postponed games have two options. They can utilize those tickets for admission into the rescheduled game, or they can exchange their unused ticket for any future Twins regular season game in 2018 that is subject to ticket availability. I'm sure that's too complicated. You can go to the Twins' website, I bet, and that'll be all spelled out. Yeah, that's right. Was the decision to play in Puerto Rico a post-hurricane decision by Major League Baseball? Yes, I believe so. To introduce some cheer, some goodness, Mm -hmm. uh, bring some supplies or whatever? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Although I saw a forecast. Snow? Rain? You're supposed to get rain. No, not snow, Matt. There's no snow. Uh, new Gopher women's basketball coach Lindsay Whalen was a guest of Mackie and Judd earlier today. Uh, she discussed many things, including her new role as a first-time head coach. First couple of days, I've I've had to really be learning on my feet and, and being able to just adjust to a whole new role. It's been, like I said, a fun and exciting challenge. We have already have a great staff here in place and some really good coaches with a lot of experience help on those things that maybe I haven't gone through before. I haven't myself put a team through a practice, but I've put my Lynx team through through practice. That entire interview is available on the on-demand section of the Mackie and Judd page. I love, uh, I love Lindsay. She is impossible a, not to root for. Right, but she's a female Joe Maurer. What do you mean? She's dull as hell. Really? Well, she's just. Uh, I kind of like when she's, she's on. not. Uh, she's not uh, expressive. She's a. She's very calm and collected. She's, I think that's the Minnesotan in her, where she maybe. she wants to. You know, I, I, I like her. I like her. That's the Hutchinson in her. I like her. 
News notes from today. I'm rooting for it. Of course, yeah. Uh, News notes from today. Surveillance video of the Minnesota woman who was the subject of a nationwide search in connection with two murders shows her chatting with the woman she allegedly killed in Florida before making off with her identity. Who's this black widow? On Monday, the Lee County Sheriff's Office released the video, which shows Lois Reese, 56, patronizing the... Smoke and Oyster Bar Oyster Brewery, excuse me, in Fort Myers around 5.40 p.m. on April 5th. Hey, Euphorians, Black Widow is not a racial term, okay? Huh. Reese, who is wearing a light blue shirt, is shown talking to a woman authorities say is Pamela Hutchinson, the 59-year-old woman who was found shot to death four days later in her condo. Reese is a suspect in her death. Reese may look like anyone's mother or grandmother, but she's an absolute cold-blooded murderer, Lee County Undersheriff Carmine Marcino said. Authorities believe Reese targeted Hutchinson because the two women look alike. Reese has since left South Florida and was last seen in the Corpus Christi area in Texas. The search for her has gone cold, and authorities fear that she could strike again. She will eventually run out of resources and in desperation could kill again, Marcino said. Heather Garnett of Minneapolis and her family were among hundreds of Minnesota travelers whose flights home from Los Cabos, Mexico, were canceled Saturday because of the snow. But they were angered when they learned that Sun Country Airlines had ended its season Saturday and had no more flights outbound or returning from Los Cabos. Other passengers... ain't no way to run an airline. Oh, my God. Other passengers who were supposed to head home from Mazatlan were in the same boat. The airline's website shows its next flight to or from Los Cabos is on June 29th. Oh, wait around. No flights at all are listed for Mazatlan. Uh, Unhappy passengers were venting their frustration on the airline's Facebook page and Twitter account yesterday. The Egan-based carrier said the flights were the last of the season, so we don't have another flight to reaccommodate passengers on. It also said the passengers will receive a full refund for the return portion of the flight. Flights will need to be purchased on another carrier. We apologize for any inconvenience that this may cause. Is Sun Country under new ownership yet? Sun Country's sale has officially gone through uh, last Is week. Marty still running it? Uh, the Davis family is not. They are completely out Would of it. Would it be fair to say this is a decision by the new ownership group? Uh, that would be a fair decision. Would it also be fair to say that this possibly would have been a different outcome had the airline not been sold? If I had more knowledge about this airline, yeah. I would be able to tell you. <laughs> I'll ask my friend that works at the airport. All right. You going to Naples? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what I uh, editorial comment from the newsman. I monitored just for you know giggles. I monitored the Twitter account of Sun Country. They were basically responding to everyone with, "Thank you for your patience." Well, well do something. Help these people. Well, what Sun Country has to do is go uh, uh, book a charter and fly it down there and bring people home. Yeah. That seems like that would be the reasonable way to uh, solve. What it. a bush league move. Here's my question. Had they gotten out, had it not snowed here, they would have made it back all right. Correct. All right. So did the passengers know they were on the last ever flight of the season to return to the Twin Cities? I don't know that you would necessarily know that as a passenger. You would just, you booked that time when you tried, if you tried to book it on Wednesday and there's nothing there, you just booked it on, you know, Sunday or Saturday, the last possible day. But, but it, was the, it was the snow event here that prevented the airline from returning here. That's the way I understand it. All right. And then I know there's flight plans that you have to 
file for, but you'd think the FAA would be able to say, you know, yeah, you can get a, an aircraft down there to, to bring these people back. I, I did see uh, on the news last night that they had a, they were Skyping with a family that was, I believe, in Los Cabos, and I, it's mom and dad with the three kids, and I'm thinking, what a nightmare, because you have to go back to the airport every day to check to see if you can get on a flight. Mm-hmm. And then if you can't, then you've got to go back to your resort or whatever and book another night. I've got a brother, the poor, that was trying to get back on uh, Saturday or Sunday from Marco Island. Mm-hmm. He just said, I'm just going back to the I'm just going back to the beach. I don't care. I'll, I'll come home Tuesday. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, is Dave Dahl available? I believe Dave is back, yes. Could you take us to break then? I can do that. All right. Stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. Well, 15.8 was the official storm. New record, Dave. New record for, uh, well, not for a single storm. Well, not for a 24-hour storm. For a single storm, yes. Uh, 26 inches for April. That's a new record. You wanted records. You're getting them. Uh, Stuart wants to know if you're going to get your snowometer out of the snowbank. (laughs) No, I'm still trying to shovel it out. What are, where are you on the snow? It was 52, and here's the deal. 52 was my prediction, right? Yeah. Yep. The month of April, it was at 52 before April happened. The month yeah. of April, we've had 26, so we're at 78. It's a big snow year. So it's 26 inches uh, undershot. Mm-hmm. If we hadn't gotten April, I would have been just fine. Right. right. But, Boy, uh, if I had a dime every time I said that. <laughs> I bet. Oh, boy. Anyway. No, I think you said, though, in the beginning... We're going to get a lot of snow this year. I remember you quoting that, and this qualifies. But unfortunately, yeah, we didn't. I didn't get quite high enough. Yeah, that's it's unbelievable. Uh, right now we're at thirty, heading for a high today of thirty-eight. Tomorrow up to forty-two, thirty-eight again on Wednesday. Wednesday there is a winter storm watch for oh, southern good. southern Minnesota, not including us here in the Twin Cities. I think from Mankato over toward Owatonna to just north of Rochester, anywhere from around five to seven inches of snow could fall. Here in the Twin Cities, probably in that one to two inch category, uh, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening especially. It does improve, though, as we go to the rest of the week. 48 on Thursday, up close to 50 on Friday, lower 50s Saturday, upper 50s on Sunday. A nice warming trend as we head into the weekend. It will be dry and sunny as we get into the weekend as well. Unfortunately, that's going to cause a quick melt. And you know what that could cause? Flooding. You got it. Right now we're at 30, Joe. Thank you. In my role as the uh, denier. The great denier, my friend. That's a uh, a moniker given to you by the mayor of St. Paul, Mm -hmm. Chris Coleman. He didn't have the class, though, to create a certificate. I I wanted a certificate. Certificate would have been nice. Official. Well, as the denier, I had to note that a prominent gay rights attorney Mm -hmm. who led lawsuits legalizing same-sex marriage set himself on fire in Brooklyn on Saturday. I saw this. Uh, in a plea for action on issues related to the environment. The body of David S. Buckle, 60, was found near Prospect Park's baseball fields about 6.30 a.m. on Saturday after a passerby reported a severely severely burned individual, according to the New York Police Department. I am David Buckle, and I just killed myself by fire as a protest suicide, read a handwritten suicide note, according to the New York Daily News. I apologize to you for the mess. 
Another note found near his body, which was also emailed to local news outlets, said his self-immolation was a call for action, according to the New York Times. Okay. Pollution ravages our planet, oozing inhability, inhabitability via air, soil, water, and weather, he wrote in an email, according to the New York Times. Most humans on the planet now breathe air made unhealthy by fossil fuels, and many die early deaths as a result. My early death by fossil fuel... <clears throat> reflects what we are doing to ourselves. No, you're an idiot. Completely. I have no sympathy for this fool. Uh, you use gasoline that you're complaining about to kill yourself. Huh. Is that irony? He probably caused more pollution uh, lighting himself on fire than uh, the average SUV would have caused driving by the place. True. Uh a buckle who had recently turned his energies to environmental causes is known for directing major same-sex marriage cases in Iowa and New Jersey in his role as marriage project director for Lambda Legal, a nonprofit that promotes civil rights for the LGBTQRPPNNNOORAEIXYZ community. Mr. G. He also worked on a lawsuit on behalf of Brandon Tina, a transgender man who was raped and murdered in Falls City, Nebraska in 1993. Tina's story is portrayed in the movie Boys Don't Cry. For her portrayal of Tina, Hillary Swank won the Academy Award for Best Actress. Mm. This guy had a lot going for him. Kept I wonder the, why he chose to end well, it. Because he was obviously disturbed. You wouldn't get the, uh, yeah, you wouldn't get the uh, publicity. Uh, Camilla Taylor, Lambda's legal... Lambda Legal's acting legal director said in a statement that Buckle was a brilliant legal visionary who was universally kind to all he worked with. This is a tremendous loss to our Lambda Legal family. But also, look up Lambda for me, please. I think it's the, uh, it's Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Huh? And Omega Moon. What? (laughs) Would you just... Lambda, Lambda, Lambda was the name of the... um, this was at the fraternity, sorority, and revenge of the nerds. And every time you're saying lambda, that's all I can. I know. Okay, I'm looking up. What is it? L A M. I want to know what it's an acronym for. L A M B D A. Exactly. Honest to God. That's how they spend in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Lambda Wikipedia. Well. Uh, it's not. It, it shouldn't take. This shouldn't be that difficult for you. Uh, I'm just. I'm getting a definition. Is that what you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, I want to know what lambda stands for. Um, it's a. It's not it's a, a word, so it must be an letter, acronym. The eleventh letter in the Greek alphabet. Could someone else take a stab at it, please? The lambda is related. It looks like it has to do with finance, uh, Greek and descent. Um, oh, for Greek. Hi. Hello. Uh, Who is this, please? Uh, this is Tom from Manitaka. Lambda is a Greek letter. It's an upside-down L, and it typically is one of the fraternity uh, signs for the gay community. Thank you very much, campus. sir. Thank you. Right. Once again, the listeners, oh, I think we listeners do the work. So what was this? So what is... Uh, it seems to there's a long piece about this guy in CNN, and he apparently was a real cutting edge attorney for uh, gay rights, same sex marriage, what have you. 
where did the where did the environment uh, where did that kick in? That doesn't say. Uh, he was a thoughtful and engaging advocate. He broke through misconceptions and showed it was possible and necessary for our movement to speak up for bullied, ostracized LGBT young people. Okay. Uh, he probably did a lot of good work, right? Where did he freak out when it came to uh, fossil fuels? Uh, doesn't say. But uh, if if you think, uh, pal, that this is going to, well, you you were so far off the deep end, though, that you might have uh, people that uh, would believe that your uh, death is somehow meaningful and, and might attempt to do it uh, also, but... Uh, I don't see how this uh, screwball's death uh, could uh, compel anyone uh, to take seriously uh, the dangers supposedly presented by fossil fuels. Hello? He's an idiot. He clap your hand. We lambda, 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 and Omega Moon. And we've come here on stage tonight to do our show for you. We got a rock and rhythm and a high tech sound that'll make you. That is uh, from Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. It was very like high tech. This guy looked like a nerd. But uh, to me, all he did was an act of inconsiderate uh, behavior. Uh, he made a mess. He used. Uh, he polluted. He used gasoline. And what does he think that this is going to inspire other people to do the same it thing? It will not. And the point. Well, and, and if it did, what would the point be? That there isn't really a point, is there? So just a, a disturbed fellow who uh, couldn't take it anymore. Maplewood. Check this out. What you got? Ron writes, 9-volt batteries have enough energy to cause fires, as ironically illustrated in the video he linked me to. The linked video shows a house burned down by a fire started by a 9-volt smoke alarm battery that was replaced and trashed. These must be disposed of carefully, preferably insulated with electrical tape. Also, if they have that much energy... When replacing every six months, that tells me that every six months is too often. I would not replace them more than once a year. I have a, a more, but I'm running out of time. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.